Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Oh yeah, another Monday. Hey, uh, yeah, another Monday when it looks like uh, I'll be uh, uh, performing a solo act uh, most of the night. For, but that's okay. For a good for a good portion of it, unfortunately, my life has been. Ridiculous the last couple of weeks. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm so stressed. It's crazy. Well, you know, I mean, uh, like you said, you know, prior life's commitments and whatever the hell you say, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of crazy but, stuff. Uh, yeah, well, we should, we should have a good show, and uh, it'll be great. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we'll uh, just get through it. Of course, Granny is not with us tonight, but uh, we uh, – we we should be able to make it make do, you know. Um. Well, let's hope. I mean, like I said, uh, you've never ran it solo before, so that's why I'm kind of hiding in the office right now because once once the once the interviews start, they're usually back to back to back, so you can probably handle that. And plus, you got the buttons and stuff. But until that right, point, right, you can't right. just sit here and talk to yourself, you know. So. Well, yeah, I. Uh... I, uh, you know, ju- it'll be uh, just like when I was a kid, you know. Huh. <laughs> Talking uh, to long shit. Um, yeah, is, uh, yeah. What, um, so, so explain a little bit more to those guests who may have attention deficit issues. Uh, what exactly is this KenFM we're going to be on? Well, uh, Ken, Ken FM is a, uh, it's 89.1 FM here in, uh, here in Fargo, and uh, they're going to start airing our show, and I'll be uh, starting to do the show live from that studio. Uh, I'll be calling in from uh, their board, uh, so I'll be uh, actually talking with a mic and the headphones, uh, so it'll, it won't be on the phone anymore, so it should uh, work a little better. Nice. Yeah. All right. 
So I, I kind of like that idea, and we should uh, we should be able. So to you're going to be alive then on premises. Yes. Cool. Yep. I okay. Sure will. Okay. So that'll be fun. So you'll have a little bit better quality than perhaps uh, calling in from a cell phone. You know. Exactly, and uh, yeah. um, all three guests have confirmed for tonight. So I'll go ahead and run those down here real quick. We have Gia Love, we have Michelle Rayner, and uh, we have Doug Waugh. And uh, hmm. we also want to thank our sponsors, Bad Diesel Magazine. Uh, the August issue hit the newsstands yesterday. Uh, you can also uh, get the issue. Um, you can check out Christy Kruger uh, on Facebook. Uh, she's the cover girl for the magazine. You can uh, buy magazines from her. Uh, you can also go on eBay and uh, or or check out Bad Diesel Magazine on Facebook and order copies there. Um, or in some local newsstands, you'll be able to hit it there. And we also want to thank our our ring sponsor, uh, which is uh, a real coup. Uh, we have uh, GameDay.Global, so you can go to Lisa.GameDay.Global. Uh, you can make custom get custom rings made. Uh, yeah, that's coming up. It's uh, a fundraiser. You want to have them make rings for. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you have a team, no matter what it is, generally they can make uh, great, cool rings for you. Uh, so fans can buy rings for your team. Uh, they have uh, Big Swing's favorite. They have the Dallas Cowboys. They have Granny's nice. favorite. They have the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, they have the Icons' favorite. They have the Bison and the Vikings. So, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, they are awesome. making custom rings for uh, the Icons' wedding, which will be happening in a month and a half. So it'll be awesome. So uh, looking forward to that. That it will. And, yeah, uh, and... the rumor and huh? innuendo, I guess not really rumor and innuendo, I guess, but uh, uh, I'm going to have a great DJ uh, for my wedding. Um, and you hear his voice uh, on the show from time to time, unless he's on temporary assignment. Uh, so you guys can pretty much figure out who that is. And got a lot of great guests. And uh, also, the Icon Celebrity Roast is happening that same weekend on the same day in between the meal and the dance. So Brian Swinehart and Dick Jankowski are going to be performing the roast, where everybody will finally get to their shots at the Icon. Admission is only $5 a ticket. So uh, that's what we're doing uh, in exchange. We're not going to do a, a garter auction or a dollar dance at all. Um, we'll raise money for the young couple uh, through the comedy show, so that'll be awesome. And as a matter of fact, I think it'll be the first wedding in history that will be funded by a comedy show. So you can't yeah, go so I'm shivering in your ear here. Um, I'm just trying to fit in snack breaks in between everything. Um, so go ahead and tell the customer. Okay, your phone's cutting out there real bad there. Better. Who we have coming on because we have been doing this thing lately, as you all may know, where we don't exactly uh, tell anybody who the guests are in advance. We wait until the night of the show to sort of surprise them, even though we surprise them because we tell them in the beginning of the show. But go ahead and uh, let us know who, who's coming on that we're going to be listening to this evening. And people can find out who the guests are if they follow our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, on Facebook on Fridays. But our first guest will be Gia Love. Uh, she is the newest member of LFC, 
lingerie fighting champions. Uh, we're going to have uh, Michelle Rayner. Uh, she is a female bodybuilder, and uh, if you uh, upset her in any way, she can probably crush you uh, with the palm of her hand. And we're going to have uh, a great film director of great B flicks. You know those uh, those great uh, movies that you used to stay up and watch late night on USA Network mm-hmm. on Saturday night that would uh, flash a uh, you know a uh, a woman's breast or two. He's that kind of director, and he's David Wan. He's going to be joining us as well. Okay, okay. And if you guys uh, who are listening to the show, I know a majority of our listens are playback, not necessarily live, even though we're trying to push the whole live thing in the name. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Those of you who are listening live, uh, just know that there is a very good chance that once the interview process does begin, here this evening, um, it's pretty much going to be an icon show because I am the manager on duty this evening, and uh, I got cameras on me at all angles, and I'm probably going to get a text message like, "Why the hell are you sitting in the office?" So, um, yeah, let's just be prepared for that. Um, but uh, long story short, though, icon, um. Do you like what they're doing right now with WWE bringing back the John Cena angle? I mean, obviously, I like that they brought back Edge, but bringing back the whole thing because the new... Uh, you're cutting out again there, but uh, no, I don't like the yeah. direction of the WWE. I do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to be honest with you... Even though Roman uh, Reigns is a pretty good heel. Well, I mean, Roman Reigns yeah. is embracing the fact that nobody likes it. Yeah, you know, and the sad thing is, uh, it really should, with Roman Reigns, and we've talked about this several times, I mean, with Roman Reigns, it shouldn't have been that way, uh, you know, if they wouldn't have pushed him down our throat, I think things would have been different, but look what well, happened. they uh, even acknowledged the fact that we were forced to like Roman Reigns, and John Cena even said he has to change his gimmick every two years because the people stop liking him, so that's, these promos in recent weeks have been really real, you know, they've been really... Um, you know, almost like shoot promos recently. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, uh, Big Plank, I real uh, I've been upset with the WWE since they uh, turned Alexa Bliss into what they I don't know what the hell you want to call that, but it's ridiculous. Um, and um, uh, I, don't know, I think she's doing a good job of it. Well, I, I I'm not saying she's not. I mean, she's embracing it, but it's just stupid. <laughs> you know, mm. it really, really is. When you think about it, you know, I mean, they, they, uh, all this time they were talking about sister Abigail and then, uh, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. And they've been doing the, the Wyatt family. Well, I think the whole thing, well, I think the whole thing is that, um, Alexa Bliss was supposed to be sister Abigail or at least possessed by sister Abigail. But, um, the, the fact of the matter is that now they just released, And uh, you cut out again, which is which is okay. But uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting how they've, you know, with all the special effects that they have going on with uh, with Alexa Bliss's character, uh, you know, they can do it now because they're in a studio. But when they start doing live shows, if they ever go back to live shows again, they won't be able to do that stuff uh, unless it's pre-recorded. So, which uh, would definitely overdo the name 
Monday Night Raw live. So it it just wouldn't make any sense to me. So anyway. Sorry about that. I got cut off. No, I was saying that um, his biggest fear is uh, AEW becoming almost like a WCW and getting stronger and getting this young talent and doing what WCW didn't do when WCW had all these old school kind of guys um, and and they were aging. Now they're getting popular. They're signing guys left and right, and um, and you know he's he's basically allowing it to happen. I don't know why he's not um, scooping up everybody he can find and just basically trying to put these companies out of business. He can afford to pay all these guys. I, I don't know what his, his deal is and, and why he's cleaning house, uh, other than perhaps a sale coming in the near future. Um, you know, kind of like when a team wins a World Series and, you know, then all of a sudden they have a fire sale, similar similar like, to that. Like, like, but, like they did to the Florida Marlins? Uh, yes, exactly. Like and and the Kansas City Royals, sorry, Granny, um, to you know to a bunch of different teams. Um, the Yankees have never done it, but you know the Yankees don't need to do it because WWE is the Yankees. Um, Icon, I was gonna say real quick. Um, not only does uh, Albany invade Fargo uh, later in the month of September, but the U- uh, University of Albany, the Great Danes. Just so you guys know, Albany is my hometown here in New York. Um, they opened their season. Remember, Albany made the playoff for uh, football the last couple of years. They played Syracuse, which is which is going to be a loss, but that's either way. But they opened the season September 4th at North Dakota State. So I'm assuming you will be at that game in the Fargo Dome. Uh, you can watch the U Albany Great Danes come in. And uh, and you'll know that they're from maybe ten minutes from my house is the campus. So yeah, uh, yeah. You maybe want you open. Maybe we, uh, I do see our guest is on, but uh, we, yes, maybe it, we can it, talk it, about maybe putting putting a little wager in on that game uh, at some point. Sure, we we can get to that. But uh, I'm gonna put it in eight one three Tampa area code icon. This is mostly gonna be you. Uh, I'm gonna pop in if I can, but I gotta go check on the bar. Um, but right. yeah, I'm gonna put them through. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the new queen of LFC, the newest roster appointee, if you will, or as the American Dream Dusty Rhodes used to say, she's going to be, baby, she's going to be coming out the ring, baby. She's going to be wearing lingerie, and she's going to be looking sexy as she walks down the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Gia Love. Hey, this is Queen Gia Love. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with hosts, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. How is everyone this evening? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Been looking forward to getting on this call. Well, you know, um, it's uh, usually, uh, there's usually three of us here, but uh, unfortunately, due to uh, life situation co- uh, complications, Granny is uh, out uh, on temporary assignment, so is Big Swing, so you basically have to put up with me for the next 30 minutes if you can do that. I am completely good with that. All right. So, uh, real quick here, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then uh, I'll interview you. 
It depends on how far back we want to go. The story kind of starts like in 2005 and then kind of snowballs from there. My latest project uh, I worked on, I just wrapped on a shoot for Kill City Cup. There's some pictures I'd recently posted. If uh, if people don't know where to find me, glove.com. Oh, uh, we'll uh, you, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll do that at the end. But because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the whole gamut of where they can find you. Okay, no worries. Oh, well, it's on my Facebook. I posted one of the pictures from uh, my most recent shoot for Kill City Cup. I'm really excited about the project and hope that it doesn't, you know, it's it's in its pilot uh, episode. So we're kind of seeing where it's going and if it's gonna gonna become something or or not. But I'm excited about it. I like the premise of it. I'm really excited about it. Um, mostly doing a performance character as uh, the queen. And uh, no wrestling so far that might change. So far, I'm just doing a performance bit for it. Um, As far as the origin stories of the Queen, 2005 modeling, modeling turns to fetish modeling, then fetish content creating, and that led to getting hired by some of the wrestling producers, fetish wrestling producers. And um, I met Sarah Brooke, and she told me about Session Girls. And Session Girls, uh, you can hire a wrestler and, and wrestle them in your own time, get that back and forth and feel that, you know, test your might up against some of the strongest girls in the country. Actually, from the world. It's, it's, uh, it's international. It's global. You can you can find a girl and wrestle her and and think if you, see if you can stack stack up. Because honestly, uh, I, I'm going. They haven't beat me yet, or they just don't wanna. They just don't don't wanna try. But so far, in private sessions, I've definitely got a long running winning streak, and I'm excited about LSCs. That will be my most major production. I just got a place out in Vegas, so I'll be out there training with Super Beast and getting ready for my LSC debut, which has not been declared yet. We did an LSC Madness, which pitted the 32 prospects against each other in a popularity contest. Tibella wiped the floor with me. She's got a following like no other. Been working on her career for quite some time, and it shows. And she also knows some and, marketing strategies that I just do not. She's going on and, to uh, debut she, an LFT thirty two. And she has been a, she has been she has been a guest on our show as well. Uh, we right. have uh, Tina loves our we have Tina loves our guest. We have twenty seven minutes. So we're going to come back to LFC in a second. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about that, but I want to go back, kind of circle back a little bit to this uh, fetish uh, wrestling thing. So basically, a guy, if he wants to, he can hire a girl to come to his place and get his ass kicked for what, a hundred bucks? Oh God, no, not hundred bucks. Minimum three fifty an hour. Say I was, uh, you know, so uh, for all the uh, guy versions out there, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. But uh, so save up your dough. Uh, instead of going to the bunny ranch, you uh, can have the gal come to you and get your ass kicked for one hour. Now, 
I'm kind of curious. Now, do you still do that, or because you're under contract with LFC, you can't do that now, or you're still allowed I to do that? I am not under contract with LFC. I'm a prospect at this moment. Um, LFC, I don't believe, has exclusive contracts, and um, they couldn't pay me enough to stop doing sessions. Sessions are my bread and butter, and I have the most fun with that, and that's where I get a good majority of my training. So now let's say someone like me. I'm out here in Fargo, North Dakota, and Granny's in uh, um, uh, 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 um, Kansas and uh, um, Big Swings out in Albany. So let's say that. Uh, one of our uh, one of our fans in uh, like Moorhead, Minnesota, is listening and wants to hire a gal. Uh, they how would that work? Would they they have to pay for the flight, uh, also pay for the hour session, pay for the round trip ticket? How would that work? Depends on uh, their situation. I'm a traveling performer, so there's always the possibility that I might be coming to the. Uh, a big city near you. That's usually how it works. I've been to almost every state now, visiting all major cities, letting people know that I'm coming through. If they want their chance against the queen, it is now or never. And sometimes I'll, I'll go back, depending on the city, I'll go back three, four times, depending on how good it treats me. Um, if, if it's a city that I don't go to, like you mentioned, uh, yes, they could pay for my flight, pay for my hotel. I could go to them. They could come to me. I've got some wrestling mats that I travel with. I also have the names and locations and contacts for several rings in several cities. That can be arranged as well, depending on what someone wants. I also offer fantasy, uh, semi-competitive, and fully competitive. Fantasy matches are usually my most popular. People want to do the pro wrestling experience. They want the costume. They want the smack talk, and they want to be put into the camel clutch. They want to feel the Boston Crab, and I'm ready. Give me a call. Give me a ring. I'll book you in that Boston Crab, and then you'll know how it actually feels. And you want to get the experience right, we can get a ring. I got some masks for my clients to wear if they want to feel like a luchador. This is a whole fantasy package experience custom tailored to the client. So if uh if you're if you're coming close to somebody's city and uh would, let's say that they uh wanted to get a, a hotel room and you have traveling mats, uh would they be able to get a hotel room for you then you guys have the mats like right in the hotel room? Usually, yes. I Since I do end up staying in hotel rooms predominantly, I do set up the mats inside the hotel room. It's not ideal since there's drawers and uh, the bed. The bed Sometimes uh, things could get in the way depending on how competitive it, 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 it's going to get. Some of the more competitive matches, it's difficult to wrestle in the hotel room. I personally prefer more space or using the wrestling ring, it's not always an option, unfortunately. And some clients either can't have me come to their place or don't have the space for the mats. So the hotel room will usually be the biggest default when it comes to setting up a meeting to get down to grappling. So now if, um, if, 
this, if uh, they want to have an actual wrestling match with you, uh, now, uh, do you have rules like uh, you can, I can hit you? This would be you, you talking. Uh, I can hit you, but you can't hit me. Uh, you know, I can slap you in the face, but you can't touch me. We can grapple, uh, <laughs> but I can put you in a head scissors. You can't. Uh, what would be the rules in that aspect? It would depend on what they're looking for. I do have hard limits myself, and I do competitive matches. Uh, another thing that I that I do is I focus a lot on cat fights, and those are real fights with real rules, and uh, everyone's going as hard as they can, trying to literally physically submit the opponent. My last fight with Shakira, June 21st, was 20 full minutes, full force, hair pulling, face slapping, face sitting, showdown that was intense. I collected, or she was nice enough, listen to this, nice enough to collect all the hair that she ripped out of my head and put it in a little pouch for me. I hang it from my car uh, rear view mirror. Now, think about this. You know, that could come in handy later on if, like, if LFC ever decides to do uh, collector's cards. Uh, you know, like, sometimes uh, the Tops company, uh, they'll make a card. Uh, you can, like, uh, uh, get, like, a hair strand of yours in a collector's card. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be pretty cool. I, I have left it open for anyone that would want to buy it. So far, no takers, but, you know. As I become more popular, that'll quickly change. So with the with these particular matches now, uh, do do you uh, do they get video? Do they get filmed and put on the internet or? Uh, if they uh, want, if, I I offer want. the option to film the matches for them if they sign a waiver releasing consent to post the video then I will edit and provide them the video for free if they would prefer a private video then there's an extra charge for that so I guess the next question is when's the next time we'll be close to North Dakota North Dakota you know I have that one's uh on my list of to visit I have not been to North Dakota I should put it on my travel list and see what happens on top of I'll make wrestling, a deal with I'm you. also yeah. Go I'll ahead. I'll make a deal with you. I'll make a deal with you. If you can, if you can come out to my home city now, fans, just bear with me a second because I know what our fans are thinking. Oh, he's gonna no. Just hear me out. I work for a hotel here in Fargo. I can get you a great rate for a room at the hotel I work at if you could come out here and uh, you know. Uh, the hotels you know, is, then, the hotels aren't the expensive part. That's not that's not the expense. That's the the biggest concern. The biggest concern would be the transportation, the way to get over there. Hotels, I can find a decent hotel for eighty to one hundred dollars. That's nothing. The getting well, over there, well, like I how how much for the car, how much for the gas. I'm sorry. What if I what if I said I can get you cheaper than that? Cheaper than a hundred. Oh, I mean free. It, it, I I would rather get a free flight or um, confirmation that I will be booked for other things. Like if I wasn't doing just one session, maybe if I had four sessions, or maybe if I was 
working with producers or if, you know, it's it's got to be worth my time for me to drive there on my own accord. Otherwise, I'd have to be flown in, and that would be a flight from either Tampa or Vegas to North Dakota, which I've never seen how much that costs. I can't imagine that it'd be a whole lot. Most flights on average, well, like it, $200, $300. Well, actually, I think the, we have an airline, uh, Southwest Airlines, that uh, it's from Fargo to Vegas is $89. That's not bad at all. And here's 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 why I'm asking. Uh, here's where here's where I'm going with this. Uh, we're working on doing a fundraiser for the radio station, and we're going to start uh, uh, being broadcast on uh, uh, next uh, uh, next Monday. Ken FM eighty nine point one FM. Uh, you can check us out on kensfm dot com. Uh, I'm working on putting together a icon happening uh, next August. And uh, it would be cool if, uh, you know, uh, you uh, we could get you to come out then uh, and uh, be part of next that year? show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be next year, yep. Oh, well, that would be easy to plan for. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what. Later on uh, uh, this week, I'll call you and I'll give you more details. And uh, there's also going to uh, working on getting a wrestling show going that uh, weekend as well. Uh, with a local uh, wrestling promotion, so I'm working on that. So I'll be talking uh, to them uh, with the next couple weeks. But uh, uh, we have a few people confirmed that are going to come out uh, for that show, uh, and uh, you know maybe we could uh, work on uh, doing a deal where uh, we can like auction off a couple of sessions with you, you know, and uh, whatever. You know, I think that'd be awesome. I'm sure we could definitely work something out. I'm always open to some kind of deal that's mutually beneficial, working together to elevate each other. I'm all about it. Now, uh, for uh, our fans that are asking, because uh, this is this is uh, uh, this is from the, uh, a couple of chat room questions here. Uh, one of the fans says, uh, um, "With these uh, fetish matches, uh, we can expect uh, no nudity." is one of the questions. No, some fetish matches have nudity. Some are topless. Some are full uh, clothes. Uh, it's on my website. Uh, he said we'll, we'll uh, talk about the websites and stuff later. But, yeah, as I, right. I, 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 I'll, for the fetish matches, they can, be any, they can be really sexual or they can be very pro. There's just like the in-between. Pro is pro, and then fetish goes anywhere between pro and sex fighting. Uh, G loves our guest here. We got about uh, 15 minutes here with uh, uh, the Queen here. Uh, so the, I guess the next question then is uh, now you know you know you mentioned you're undefeated, but uh, you know uh, there there are some guys that uh, you know I know uh, when I was in uh, junior high and elementary school uh, I didn't have to. Uh, uh, dream about getting uh, my ass kicked by a girl because that would happen on a regular basis because I'd say the wrong thing or ask the wrong girl out or whatever it is. That's a story for another time. But, uh, you know, uh, the, with you, uh, you know, there's I know there's wrestling fans out there, and we have a lot uh, that are listening right now, but uh, there's also some fans that might say, uh, oh, uh, I'll take her, and then they, uh, you know, you might uh, – uh, start kicking their butt, and then they might start getting frustrated, and they might really start throwing down. Uh, what are your rules on that? That 
usually has never been a case. Everyone's been very respectful and stays within my limits. I don't do getting hurt. I don't do um, physical submission, so I will not be forced to be forced to physically. I won't be forced to submit physically. If a client decides somewhere through the session they're getting frustrated or that they weren't transparent about their actual intentions. My sessions are predominantly you want to be dominated by a female. There's also the aspect of competitiveness. You want to be competitive, but not in a form of I'm physically making you submit to me. And it's more of a a physical competition to just test each other's strength. If it ever gets to a point where I feel that the client is trying to physically get me to submit, the session ends and they have to leave. No refunds. That's not that's not what is agreed upon, and that is with any other or any any type of arrangement. Every single arrangement is different. Every single meeting is completely unique, and there are rules and expectations. And if any time those rules or expectations are broken, the session ends and no refund is provided. Then uh, I guess you'd, you'd probably travel as a bodyguard then, right? I sure do. Okay. Because uh, I was going to say, if you need a bodyguard, I can stop a bullet once, you know. <laughs> um, uh, G loves our guest here. We've got about 12 minutes. So now if uh, so if a, uh, so if a fan wanted to uh, – just, I'm just going to throw out a few uh, ideas here. So let's say if a fan want to do a 60-minute Ironman match with you, the la- or a last man standing or a submission match, uh, you would make them submit, but you wouldn't allow them to make you submit, correct? If it was a competitive match and it was discussed as such, then yes, that's fine. I am willing to do a completely competitive match with another male that does not involve actual – intention of injury so as long as everyone stays safe and we're literally just testing each other's strength practicing using techniques maybe even better teaching each other new things that is a hundred percent fine but never at any point will it be okay to step outside of our previous arranged uh, contract so let's say uh let's uh, just throwing something out here because uh, I, I, I'm really curious about this. We have, we have G. Lovis, our guest. We have about 11 minutes. So uh, let's say that a guy, uh, a single guy uh, that has a mansion, right? And uh, he's got a mansion. Uh, this is all hypothetical. Uh, he has, he's got like 12 rooms and he wants to uh, hire you for an hour and has wants to do a falls count anywhere. So you can have like a, a uh, wrestle down to the basement or wrestle up to the attic or you know stuff like that, uh, and you guys agreed upon that in the in the beginning. That would be something you'd be willing to do, though. Oh, of course. That actually sounds extremely fun. I haven't had a chance to do something like that. Uh, and uh, now, uh, and I, I don't want to harp on this because uh, I know our fans are thinking that that's what I'm doing. But you mentioned that there is a potential for topless and nude and whatnot, but you uh, you would be the one that would be without apparel. Your opponent would not be able to be nude. Is that correct? Just throwing if it they out wanted there. To be, if they wanted to be nude, they can. I don't recommend it 
just because you know, the dangly bit, they're too exposed, and I find that it just kind of takes all the fight out of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, with your uh, with your uh, wrestling uh, style, who uh, can, who would you compare yourself to? Would you compare yourself to more like uh, uh, to like a Trish Stratus or a Ronda Rousey or China? Well, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I have little to no pro wrestling training. I've done a handful of classes, probably 10 classes. And uh, as far as wrestling, like actually watching wrestling, the most wrestling I've watched is Kaiju Big Battle and um, Lucha Underground. And I can't consider myself any of those pro wrestlers because I'm, I'm not a pro wrestler. I admire uh, Eva Lee. She's really cool. Uh, Mariposa is pretty cool, sexy star. But I can't say that I'm like any of them since I don't have uh, in-ring presence. That's not something that I've got right now, but I'm definitely working on it. If there is a pro wrestler that was heavy on the butt usage, then that would be me. I I love at any point to put my butt in someone's face. Uh, kind of like uh, uh, what uh, what Rikishi used to do in the uh, yeah yeah Rikishi, Rikishi. I know that name. Uh, you know, I yeah, I, I guess I would uh, I would volunteer to take one of those. So we can do this here real quick. If our <laughs> fans do want to follow you. Uh, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? If, if, if uh, it's a platform, got? I am on it. I made it real, real simple for everyone to find me. It's geolove.com, and it will give you a nice list. And if you go down all the way to the bottom of the page, which isn't very long, you li- it's literally one swipe, and you'll have all the icons for all the social medias. Pick the one you like. Send me a follow. Say, hey. I heard you on the podcast, and I want to add or say hi. Love hearing you. You know, whatever. Come on by. Say hey. I love talking and chatting with the fans. So uh, now, uh, would uh, uh, is there a way that someone could see like some of your past matches at all? Or yeah, um, YouTube. YouTube. Okay. YouTube. And, that's, uh, that's, for, that's free. The rest, the rest are paid for because they're, uh, you know, fetish. <laughs> right. Uh, we have uh, G Love as our guest here. We got about uh, six minutes. Uh, so tell us uh, real quick how uh, how uh, you got hooked up with the LFC because we've had uh, they've they've been on our show several times. Uh, how did you get hooked up with them? You know, just doing this long enough, just doing the wrestling and getting connected here and there. And uh, they're out uh, predominantly in Vegas. I went to a, a, I believe it was called Session Live, but they're going to change it to Women on Fire. And that's a Session Girls Live event. So this was basically just like any other pro wrestling match. They had girls come out. They did their wrestling and then they, they just had probably like eight matches or something. And the facility, um, you know, I don't think it was the facility. 
I did meet the LFC trainer there. So I've been talking to him, and I told him I was coming to Vegas, and he told me, hey, go meet up with Super Beast. He trains the girls for LFC. I got Sean's number from somewhere, and I hit him up, told him I was very interested, sent him all my work, and uh, he was on board for it. So I've been in constant communication with them to get them to put me in a match, and they're seeing that I am engaged, I am promoting, I am excited about being part of the LSC, and I was able to prove that with the LSC Madness. So I I can't wait. I can't wait to get started on that and really and, show uh, them what I can do with the platform. Yeah, and that would be a good friend of the show, Sean Donnelly. Uh, uh, when you see Sean, uh, tell him the icon from Attitude Era Live said hello. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a quick time out here. Fans know that we do have a contest going. If you go on our Off the Road page, and if you give us a like, uh, you're automatically qualified for our de- uh, December show. You can win an autograph from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. Or if you say something nice about the icon, I might even let you pick who it is. Uh, would you be willing to send us some uh, autographs for some giveaways? Yes, I actually sent them already, so you'll be getting them momentarily. Perfect. And, uh, you know, the icon made you a cool collector's card. I hope you like that as well. I got it, and I shared it. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Queen G. Love is our guest here. Unfortunately, we only have about four minutes. I wish it was four years. But uh, <laughs> what, uh, you, you kind of mentioned when, when is your first match with uh, or event with LFC? Well, it hasn't been decided yet. That, okay. that probably well, won't be for a little bit. Do. I mean, go ahead. Here's what I want you to do. When you find out when that is, I want you to send me a message, and then we'll get you on to promote it uh, again uh, on the show here. Yes, definitely. I have been collecting a list of people are for PR so I can go ahead and let people know when I'm doing matches, when I'm debuting in LSC, when when uh, an episode of Kill City Cup comes out. Just I, I, and you know I, I like I like sitting down and chatting, talking about what what I got going on, what you got going on, letting the wrestling world get more connected to me. This is a really good time for me to be able to connect with the fans, and they could hear more from me in a nice, relaxed atmosphere without having to pay any money. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. what uh, I'll tell you what. Anytime you have something that you want to promote, you let me know, and I will uh, we'll get you on, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, let you promote anything you need to on our show. We'll, uh, we'll be your uh, vehicle, as they say. I love it. I've already added you to the list. So now there is no way I won't think of you when I'm like, I have things that I have to talk about. Uh, You know, like uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you say, and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will, too. (laughs) You know, I I, I don't know (laughs) why I thought about that. but uh, And then uh, Maybe uh, if you are uh, close to North Dakota or Minnesota or South Dakota and you're you're near my area, uh, I'll promote as many things you need me to promote. Maybe uh, you can uh, give me a free uh, kick my ass session for 30 minutes or something like that. That'd be awesome. 
Ah, okay. We can definitely work out deals. We'll we'll be in talks. We'll get something working. I I need next to little no a reason to travel somewhere, and that's definitely one of the states that I have yet to visit. I think I've got maybe four you, states left. And I guarantee you, if you film that and you put it out on the Internet, I, I'm pretty well, not that I'm trying to put myself over, that's a wrestling term, but I'll tell you what, though, I'm pretty well known if you uh, – uh, if you uh, if you film that, um, it'll be awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guarantee you. Film, I'm, film I'm it for well you. Known. Do I get to post it on YouTube? Yes. Yep. YouTube. Yes. You definitely yeah. Yeah. I love content for YouTube. We we're, we're just about out of time, so I appreciate it, and uh, we will definitely have you on again. Thank you so much for having me again, com. Find me on there. Give me a little shout-out. Let me know that you really enjoy listening to me on the Attitude Era Live with today, the icon. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We thank you so much for being with us, and you're awesome, and uh, we love everything that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be back on. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Geolog, G- ladies and gentlemen. The uh the ass kicker. The the well known ass kicker. And uh we're gonna go right to our uh next guest here. Uh we're gonna put him on, I'm gonna introduce him and then we'll have some fun there. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, flexing every single muscle in her body as well as she could Bench press you, she could bench press me, Tire City. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Michelle Rayner. <laughs> hey, this is Michelle Rayner, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you today? I'm good. I'll tell you Thank what, you. here's how we're going to do this. Uh, since it's just me uh, tonight, because everybody, all my co-hosts are on a temporary assignment, uh, give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, interview you and have some fun. Okay. Uh, well, I was born in England and immigrated to this country when I was very young with my dad who worked for the airlines. I was pretty much raised on the West Coast got married and moved to Minnesota, and I didn't start lifting until I was about 44. And then my son-in-law said that I should enter a competition, and I said, heck no, no way am I getting up on stage in my underwear. And then I kept working out, and everybody kept saying I should try it out, and I did, and I loved it. So I've done three shows. And the last one I took first, so next year I'm going to go to Nationals and uh, try it on a different level. I am, I have seven children. And really? Yeah. Three are uh, biological and four I adopted. Okay, well, I'm up for adoption. Uh, Well, I'm good. I think after this last one, I will retire as a mom. I've been a mom for, or I've been raising children for over um, 30 years, so. 
Well, I'm you good. think you know you're you think you're only two you're only two kids short of having a baseball team. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michelle Rainer's our guest here. We got about uh, 28 minutes. So uh, I'm uh, usually, like I say, I usually have Granny Hulkster and uh, the Big Swing here uh, to play off of. But uh, since just you and I, we'll do a little one-on-one here, and then we'll have some fun. But uh, we're going to kind of circle back. Uh, now you mentioned that uh, someone has suggested that you do a competition, and you're like, uh, "There's no way I'm going to get up on stage on my underwear." Is because of uh, what you'd have to wear, or is it uh, was it insecurity, or did you think people wouldn't uh, would be just thinking of you as eye candy? Take us through on thought <laughs> process on that. Um, well, in high school, I was the kid that took the F instead of going up and taking or doing a speech. So getting up in front of people absolutely mortified me. So getting up in a teeny tiny bikini and being judged was absolutely the scariest thing ever. And I decided that I was going to go outside my box, just try it out, and I love it. So never say never. So now with that being said then, um, you uh, how many were also in the competition that you first entered? Uh, on the very first one? Right. Or this last one? Your first one. Uh, I think there was, was there six or eight of us up on stage. Now, kind of take us through a typical competition. Uh, uh, the different, uh, the different. Uh, I don't know if you. How, how would you say it? Different uh, categories. Yes. Kind of they take go us by different categories, and I'll ask you about. Okay, so they go by A, B, C, so A being the short. For bikini, they go in height. So there's, you know, basically short, medium, and tall. So so weight doesn't matter. So, and it goes by age. So you have open, which open means all ages. You have masters, which is depending on which show you do and which federation, is 35 and up. You can do novice, which means you're a beginner. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, and how did you fare on your first competition? My first one, I came in fourth. Uh, and that's basically because uh, the top three paid off the judges, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Um, I really didn't know what I was doing, and I came in too lean. So I was very, very muscular, and they said I should have done figure, but I didn't want to do figure. So then my next so, one, I came in second. So uh, now when you're when you're doing these competitions and you're up on stage and you have the lights and everything, uh, now uh, you obviously have to do flexing and posing and all that, correct? Kind of take us through a little bit about the different kind of poses they have you guys do when you're up on stage. Um, well, the first competition that I did, I did Namba. So that was a natural competition. And so they have quarter turns. So there's a front pose, a side pose, a back pose, back to side pose, and then back to front pose. And then they want you to turn around and you can walk to the back of the stage and then turn around and walk back. And there's, couple of different poses like you got your model pose and 
you know, your uh, some other poses that you can do, like when you do your um, 15 minutes of fame at the end of the night um, at the big show. And then, but with, I did MPC this time, and they just do front pose and back pose and then a model pose and, and a relaxed pose. So it's, it's much simpler, but it's more, I don't know, finesse, like very graceful. Now, with that, uh, Michelle, Rain- Michelle Rainer is our guest here. We have, um, well, uh, we have about uh, 23 minutes. Uh, so, you know, I, I've seen I've seen your profile picture, and, uh, you know, I've made uh, – you know, I, I made that cool collector's card for you, and we're, we're going to talk yeah. about what you sent us here in a second. Uh, well, we'll, we'll take a time out here real quick. Uh, fans know that uh, we have a contest going on, that if you go to our Facebook page, Author Rope, you like it from the end of this show to the beginning of the next show, you automatically get qualified to win an autograph from one of our guests. And uh, Michelle was nice enough to send us a few autographs. Uh, and uh, now, uh, for those of you who... Uh, have not seen uh, what Michelle ha- looks like, uh, and don't take offense to this, Michelle, but uh, you have muscles on your muscles, and uh, uh, you know uh, you obviously have a uh, what they would call a six pack. You have six pack abs. Uh, I have more of a keg myself. But uh, now, what uh, what? Take us kind of through a little bit about what kind of training uh, you uh, re- uh, training regimen you follow. Uh, it gets really pretty intense, especially when you go into prep. So prep means that your diet is really dialed in and very specific. It's very clean, and you gradually lessen your calories so that you can lose the fat and show what you've been working really hard at. And I work out six days a week, um, like between an hour and a half and two hours. I would do 20 minutes to car- 20 minutes to 40 minutes of cardio. I would do 20 minutes of posing, and and then basically it seems like you're always uh, shopping because your food, your meal prep, and carry your food around all the time. So you eat like every three hours. So you always have to carry your food. So you're either training, sleeping, eating, or prepping. And uh, I will say this, man, is that Michelle looks really great in anything that says Adidas. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Michelle Rain is our guest here. Uh, we have uh, 21 minutes. Now, um, your most, uh, you know, you, you talked about you recently had a competition. Uh, how, uh, how far in advance do you know when the comp- uh, competitions are and uh, how far in advance do you have to sign? Do you have to sign up for them? Do they uh, contact you and say uh, you should enter this? Uh, take us through a little bit about uh, entering the competition. Uh, well, when so if you're really serious about competing, you know you get a trainer unless you know you're confident enough that you can do it all on your own. But your trainer kind of says, you know, do you want to do one? And you kind of go through it with them, and they find one. What you really have to find first is the federation that you want to do. So it's all up to you. And then you register. Um, I think I registered for the last one, like, six weeks or 
Yeah, probably about six weeks to two months before the date. And so you just sign and, up and uh, you say what classes you want to do. Being said, you know, um, uh, now you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, uh, uh, I believe you said you live in Minneapolis. Is that correct? I'm close to Coon Rapids, yes. Coon Rapids. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, so I know that uh, you know where that is. Uh, yes. Now, uh, uh, we have uh, we have a chat room going on right now, and uh, a couple of fans are asking about a couple. I guess they're checking out your um, your Facebook page because apparently they're uh, they they like to follow the show and uh, they like to do uh, your their research. But um, what? Um, uh, one question that uh, one fan's asking here in the chat room is: There's a picture of you with a with a giant medal. Could you tell us about that medal that you're wearing? It looks like it's uh, pure gold. Is it? Oh, um, in the last show, that's your first. That's what you get when you place. So the medals are first, second, and third. Sometimes fourth place. So are you talking about the last one? So yeah. then I got a first place. Yes. So that's a first place medal. And uh, now, how many diff- how many uh, uh, different uh, competitors were in that uh, event? In the Masters, there were four or five of us up on stage at a time. Four. Okay, and uh, so. Uh, how long was the competition? Oh, it takes all day. So you do, um, you go there and, and you get prejudged. It's called prejudging. And you you get judged by the judges and they tell you to turn around and then you go off to the side and then they bring out the first picks and then the second picks and all that. And then uh, then they figure it all out. And then in the evenings, the evening show where you get to do your own little routine and they announce you and you get to walk out. And that's when you find out when you place. So the whole thing starts, I think it started at nine o'clock and I, we were done around 10 at night. Wow. So it's so, all day. Uh, so now, um, now, uh, this is a question I'm sure you get uh, all the time, and it's it's kind of a cliched uh, cliched question. But what do you bench? <laughs> okay, so I can bench. The bar is 45, and when I'm feeling my strongest, I can bench with 25s on each side. So 95. Uh, which is which is which is quite a bit. Now, uh, I'm I'm just kind of curious with uh, with the competition. Now, uh, you know it's uh, you know basically poses everything, but you don't have any like in these competitions. Do you ever have any like weightlifting competitions or anything like that? Uh, in the in the competition, no. You go backstage, and, and the most you lift it is to warm up, you know, to make your muscles pop before you go out. But no competition. It's just out there because the, the, the work's already been done. So you're going on stage as lean as you can to show what you have or what you've worked at. 
and then you get basically graded on how good your muscles look. And then a uh, another question a fan's asking uh, the outfit that you're wearing in uh, the uh, where you're wearing the medal. Did you make that bikini, or did uh, someone design it for you? Uh, I bought it from a bikini company, a quarter turn. And uh, would you be willing to uh, uh, reveal uh, what a bikini like that would cost? Um, yeah, you can spend, I spent $350 and that one was used. So you can buy used ones, brand new girls have spent as much as up to a thousand dollars on a bikini. That's awesome. Now, uh, so now do you ever make your own outfits or no? No, I would not. No. Uh, are there gals that do that? Not that I know of. They all go to companies. There's quite a few bikini companies, so it's not hard to get one that is in your price range. We have uh, we have uh, Michelle Rayner as our guest here. We got about 14 minutes. I wish it was 14 more years, but uh, so now let's say that uh, you know you're competing, and uh, let's say there's like a uh, uh, I'm just kind of throwing this out there. If there was a, let's say there's a bikini designer out there that wanted uh, to pay you to wear their bikini in competition, that's something that you do, or is that uh, a no-no in competition? No, they do have to. Um, so when you go pro and get your pro card, then people want you to, you get sponsors, and so then you promote. So, yes, you can. If and, you get out. Uh, well, and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit. We won't spend up too much time on it because we know how bad it sucked. But uh, you know, we you know we had we you know we went through COVID and we're kind of turning the corner now, uh, right. quite simply, to the better way. How did uh, COVID affect uh, your uh, your your competition career? There was a lot less girls, a lot less, and there was lots of you know. Uh, the one I did one last year, and you had to be so far apart. And luckily, we didn't have to wear masks on stage. But you, people in the audience, you could only have I think two people per person up on stage. So the audience that's usually filled only had like eight people. So you didn't have the cheering or the audience that you normally would. And then they would only have four or less girls on stage at a time. So it was a lot different. That's awesome. Now, uh, what, the reason why I'm asking that, and like I say, we won't touch on too much. Uh, I mean, you know, when you're up on stage and you're doing, your, doing the competition, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to be wearing a mask up there because of what's going on, obviously, correct? Because right. it kind of take away from the the competition, right? Right. Right. We did, but so, we had no. boxes six feet apart. Really? Yeah. There was a box, like, uh, taped on the floor, and you were to stay in your box, and they were six feet apart. That's why they didn't have very many girls up there. So, now, um, 
do you know when uh, your next competition is? Kind of take us through uh, what your schedule's like uh, for for the next couple months, if you know. Uh, well, I'm gonna go on improvement season. That's where I get to eat a little more and I get to build muscle. And uh, you ask for feedback from the judges, and so I I really appreciate all the honesty and feedback they gave me. So I will work on that, and then next summer I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and I will try it at a national level and if you win there then you get your pro card which is a whole different level now when you win these competitions is there uh is it is there um is is it is it just a medal that you can win or is there like a nice payday I I, I don't know if you could talk about that but kind of take us through what uh when you win a competition what you can get uh, well, at this level, uh, at an amateur, you just win the medal, right? But when you win first place, I was really surprised at the amount of attention I did get. So I've asked to be to be ambassadors for some clothing lines and some jewelry lines. And so you can promote that and you make money off that as well as getting your name out. And then when you go to a national level and you win that and you become an IFBB pro, then you get sponsors and then you get the sponsors pay you to, to compete and then you can win money on stage along with the medals and the trophies. So uh, how many, uh, since, you st- uh, since you've been competing, how many different competitions have you been in? Three. Three, and uh, mm-hmm. you've uh, you said you finished in fourth, second, and first, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, basically that would be a heck of a grade point average. A, B. Well, um, I guess fourth would be a D, but anyway, that, that, <laughs> I don't even know why why I said that. But uh, you're you're let's just say that it's a grade point average. Your, your grade point average is pretty cool. Uh, so. Uh, now you just uh, had a competition in the Twin Cities, uh, and you finished first place in that. Uh, now, when you, we have a couple uh, uh, fan. These are fan questions. These aren't my questions, but uh, uh, okay. uh, one fan asked, and I, I don't even know why I'm asking you this, but I, I I'll ask this. Uh, can you flex your, uh, you know your chestal area, you know, bob them up and down, whatever. Do you have muscle there that you can flex? Yeah, I have muscle there. Yes. Okay, do you ever, can you flex that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I can flex that, yeah. Okay, I've always wanted to be able to do that, but I don't have enough muscle up there. I have <laughs> I have more like I have more like pudding up there. <laughs> so now, uh, with uh, all the different training that you do uh, for these competitions to get ready, uh, do you like, uh, let's say that, uh, speaking hypothetically, let's say you have a competition, uh, let's say your next competition is going to be the, it's the 2nd of August right now, let's say uh, your next uh, contest would be like the 2nd of September, 30 days from now. Do you uh, maintain a certain regiment through the whole year, uh, and yeah. then when you get to like a month out or a week out, you you 
go back to competition thing? Take us through that a little bit. Uh, yeah. So when I do a prep, I usually do a 16-week to a 20-week prep. So 20 weeks before a competition, then I start uh, cutting calories and upping my workouts and then, you know, working really hard on posing and incorporating cardio. So before that, it's considered improvement season, so you're always building. So you're always building or you're always prepping. So now, when you uh, when you go when you go to competition, uh, now are you one of those that uh, you know you go to bed at say like, except tonight obviously, but uh, you like go to bed at like ten o'clock and then you wake up at six o'clock, you hit the gym at you have uh, you have breakfast, you drink like twelve raw eggs and then you go work out at the <laughs> gym and then you 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 go stand in front of a mirror and start flexing and then. Uh, you go, uh, you you eat a sensible lunch, and then you go back and lift some more weights. Take us through a typical, uh, like, the let's say this okay. is a week before competition. Take us through like a week of before the competition. What kind of training regimen you go you maintain? So um, yeah, I try to get to bed by ten because for every hour of sleep that you get before midnight, it's like you get two hours of sleep, so you get more. And you always repair and build while you're sleeping, right? Because in the gym, you're tearing down. You're building when you're sleeping. So, you, And then I sleep and I would get up between 7, 7.30 and eat. Uh, I am a morning breakfast person. I wake up super hungry every morning. And it's, I eat oats. I eat protein pancakes. Uh, and then I would sometimes have fish. It depends where I'm at. If I, there was one where I was just eating fish all day long because I had to cut more. And this last one, I got to have uh, eggs and and uh, protein powder right up to almost the day. So every prep is kind of different. And then I do, I go to the gym and I would do, uh, I would lift. And then I do cardio after. And then I would pose. And in there, I always make sure that I ate every three hours on the three hours. And then, of course, I work, so I'd have to go to work. Then I would come back, and I would do cardio before I go to bed, and then start all over. Oh, yeah, and then start all over again. And in between that, you go to your posing coach too. So you, so you do have a so you do have a regular job. I don't know if you'd be willing to let us know what you what your regular job is. I'll understand if you don't want to answer that question. But uh, I you, you must be like a nurse or a trainer or something. Uh, no, I'm a caterer. I work for a catering company. So I cater, and uh, I got the job because I I can lift heavy weights. So I guess my next question is like when you're doing catering. Um, and uh, has anybody ever said, "Oh my God, Di- didn't I just didn't I just see you on the news uh, doing?" It? Does that ever happen to you? Uh, no. What I get is, I saw you at the gym. I've seen you at the gym. Are you doing a competition? I get that. Oh, okay. So uh, now let me ask you this: Now, when you're like working out at the gym, and I'll understand if you don't. Uh, we have a uh, 
Michelle Rainers, I guess here we got about four minutes. I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but uh, you know, being in competition and working out of the gym, you know, there's you know, there's always those muscle bound guys, you know, that think they're uh they're hot stuff. But any of the guys <laughs> ever approach you and say, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh you wanna to train together? Uh maybe we can go and have a raw egg after after we work out, you know. I I you know, I, I, I'm a Look at look at my muscle here. You know, look at me flex. I mean, does that ever happen to you? Mm, I kinda. So yes, you. There are there are gym rats there and muscle heads there, and and they do come up and talk to you. A lot of them are very respectful because you're kind. You're all doing the same thing. You're all working towards the same thing. Uh, but then of course you know you do get the one or two that want to make it something else and I nah, I'm I'm serious at what I'm doing and I don't go to the gym to go pick up people or do that like I'm working on me and I find it a really good stress reliever it's kind of my it's kind of my therapy so I have that now, persona uh, people catch on real quick so we can do this here uh uh, we have we have about uh, 120 seconds here. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, a Pick My Meal. What do you got? I have uh, Michelle Rayner on Facebook and Michelle Chelsea on Instagram. And uh, are any of your competitions out on uh, the internet that they can see or no? Um. Yeah, yeah, they should be. The NPC one will be the last one that I just did. That should be on there. All right. And then uh, I noticed uh, real quick here, because, uh, you know, hopefully if I haven't scared you away too much, we'd love to have you back on again. But uh, I know that you were doing voting to be on the, the muscle, uh, cover of muscle and fitness. How did that go? Or yeah. is that still gone going? I think that's still going. I haven't heard anything. Uh, tell, tell, tell our fans how they can help you with that. Um, please vote for me. Just press like and vote for me. That's all you have to do. All right. I want all our fans to get on that right now. If you don't, I'm going to come pile drive you. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Michelle, this has been, this has been awesome. And like I say, I want to thank you for the autographs that you sent us. Um, uh, you obviously like the uh, you obviously like the card I made for you because uh, you yeah. autographed five of them, so that's awesome. And you're free to use that in, that card any uh, promotional way you see fit, no problem. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, we thank you for joining us, and uh, we would love to have you back on again. Uh, keep me abreast on Facebook or on Messenger when your next competition is. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on again, and we'll promote the hell out of you for you. Oh, thank you very much. This was wonderful. Thank you, thank Michelle. You. Have a great night. We love you. You too. Bye-bye. Michelle Reyna, ladies and gentlemen, that is awesome. Okay, so uh, we have a little special treat here for everybody. Uh, I have a uh, fill-in co-host. Uh, we got cut off last week. I'm going to bring on our co-host. Uh, Miss Kruger, are you there? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? It's Chris, Miss Kruger I can. here. There we go. Hello. So you're going to be my you're going to be my co-host for our next guest here. Uh, I'm going cool. to bring on our uh, 
I'm going to bring on our, our next guest here. I'm going to put him in the board, introduce him, and we'll have some fun with our next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our third guest of the night. He is the guy that gives you those great B-plus movies. He's the guy that'll show you how to make a great movie into something even better than you thought it would be. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Doug Watt. Hey, everyone. This is Doug Watt. You are listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. How about that? Hey, Doug. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I, uh, I'm, I'm sad we missed out last week, but, uh, you know, this week uh, I'm able to do it. In fact, I'm sitting in a gas station parking lot uh, pulled over. Uh, I, I was actually just on a film set right now shooting some blood and stuff, so everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. I got blood all over Oh, man, I love blood. Doug, we have, uh, since a Big Swing and Granny Hawks are on temporary assignment this week, I have uh, a fill-in. Uh, her name is Chrissy Kruger, and uh, I, I'd like to get you guys to know each other because if you have if you have a great movie that you need a, a vampirist, uh, Chrissy Kruger is a real vampirist. We'll talk about that towards, uh, uh, like, the last 15 minutes of the interview, but what I want to do here real quick is if you can give us a little background about yourself, then me and Chrissy will interview and have some fun. Sure. All right. Well, thank you guys again for having me on here. It's a real honor. Uh, so, yeah, most people probably know me now from, uh, if you have a Roku, B-Movie TV. It's one of the greatest uh, free channels that you can get. They stream a bunch of awesome movies. It's all curated as well, too. Um, I host uh, Friday Night Action, um, Fridays at 8 p.m. on B-Movie TV on the Roku. And, uh, yeah, we kind of we, we find some films. Uh, we, we get them licensed out. Uh, the guy who runs the channel, Ken Brewer, um, he invited me on last year um, after I sent him. Uh, I, so I, I do films on the side, too. That wasn't originally my main thing. But I sent him a copy of Gross House and Gross House 2. Those are two feature films I did, kind of like a homage to Pink Flamingos, Meet Stallow, uh, you know, those types of movies. But as a comedy, so if Stallow was a comedy, Gross House would be the film for you. And he played it on the channel, and everyone was – either people were – uh, in an uproar, they loved it, and so I said, "Hey, well, you know, I'm not doing anything during COVID, um, and I love do I love B movies. I love movies that are lost to VHS, and uh, yeah. So he's like, oh, well, great. Do you want to host a show on on the Roku?' And I said, "Sure, that would be great.' So yeah, I've been doing one episode every week since uh, since January of last year. So uh, um, basically, for, uh, for people that don't know what a B movie is, uh, from my childhood. Uh, it would be like uh, tuning on USA Network on uh, on a Friday night or Saturday night where you'd see uh, Ronda Shear or Gilbert Gottfried on USA Up all night, right? Oh, yeah, USA Up all night was great. I was, I was too poor to have cable, but uh, my neighbor at the time when I was living in Ohio, uh, we used to sneak over and watch that. That's the first time I ever watched, um, uh, what was it? I, I believe there was Toxic Avenger Part 3, but it was a censored version. And uh, then, I, then after that, I just stuck, seeked out, uh, you know, like Toxic Avenger, Trauma. One of my favorite movies, I didn't see this on uh, USA Up All Night, but a perfect example of a B-movie is one of my favorite films, Microwave Massacre. So if you guys have ever seen Microwave Massacre, that's the perfect thing of a B-movie. It had a low budget, you know, it really didn't have anything going for it. And it just turns out to be like one of the best campiest uh, 
films with uh, with geriatric Did, actors, you know, in it. Have, have you have you ever heard of a movie called Getting Lucky? I've heard of Getting Lucky. I I, I haven't seen it. At least I don't think I have. Did uh, you guys know about, that? Um, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, did you know that Underworld was also a B movie? Oh, Underworld? Well, that's a big, but okay. Well, that that opens up a whole other world of B movies. It wasn't supposed to be as as it wasn't supposed to get as good as it did. You know. Yeah, well, see, that's that's the thing. Like sometimes those big budget B movies are pretty good. One that comes to mind is Mars Attacks. That's another one of my favorites. That's a huge budget Love that movie, movie, but it's oh yeah, but it's the ultimate big budget B movie and all those A list actors. And uh, it, essentially, it's I don't want to necessarily say it's trolling the audience, but what it is is it's giving you that you know B movie vibe, and people didn't even see it coming. <laughs> uh, Doug was our guest here, and uh, we have uh, Christy Kruger as uh, my co-host. Uh, we have about uh, 35 minutes of regular time, and uh, we'll try and go a little overtime because uh, I'm going to love this interview. Hopefully, you won't get uh, cut off this time. But uh, anyway, uh, and then, uh, like I say, I'm going to have I'm going to have you I'm going to have you guys uh, I'm going to introduce each other. You guys, uh, uh, now you mentioned you had uh, a movie part one and part two, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But back to the movie Getting Lucky, real quick. It was actually done by the same director that did Toxic Avengers. Oh, okay, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hers. Okay, yeah, Getting Lucky, that's one of their early sex um, sexploitation films. Right, yeah, where uh, the guy found a uh, drunk leprechaun in a beer bottle, and he started talking to the beer bottle. And, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but all, uh, all you uh, virgin guys out there, uh, go to Amazon.com. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this endorsement. Uh, buy the movie Getting Lucky. And there's a great couple of great cheerleader scenes in there, a couple of great locker room scenes uh, where you can see uh, uh, bras and panties and nudity and showers. Well, anyway, just check it out. Uh, uh, but, uh, Doug, this is, uh, this is your time, so we're going to talk about this. So, you know, you mentioned your movie. You did part one, part two. And uh, did you ever think of doing a part three? Maybe you can have uh, – if you do part three for this, uh, make it a trilogy – uh, and then maybe you could have Chrissy as uh, uh, your next big star. Oh, well, that would be great. I mean, like, yeah, I definitely love to do another gross house film. You know, it definitely appeals to that, to the types of audience that love B-movies and stuff. But, yeah, Chrissy, we can always use a, a, a vampire in that film. You know, granted, most of the people in the film, uh, you know, are either living in, like, trash or, like, a cesspool. But, you know, maybe there could be a cesspool vampire. Who knows? That could be a new thing. Now, I mean, we can make uh, it work. You know, Chrissy, uh, you know, he mentioned he mentioned he's kind of covered with blood right now, and uh, you've kind of uh, I have a poster. Uh, oh, with, I wish you could uh, show that. him. I wish you could show uh, him yeah. that. I'll tell you what, uh, Chrissy, oh, real yeah. quick, uh, Chrissy, uh, real quick on Messenger, send me that picture, and I'll send it to him okay. on Messenger so he can see what you look like. Um, uh, Doug, right? Doug, right? Yes. Yeah, Doug Watt. So Doug, this is this picture that I'm sending him. There's a there's a sister picture to it too. These are my most two sold pictures ever in the nine years of my modeling. And I'm I'm now that you say you're covered in blood, that's why he's telling me to send it to you because you're gonna lose your mind. Everybody does. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. send it my way. I'll, uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I, right, now, I'm in I'm in California now. So if we ever film something, you know what I mean? So like, we totally. Uh, oh my totally God! Cheap. What part of Cali? 
Uh, I'm in uh, San Dimas. I'm in Palmdale. Oh, oh, well, that's not bad at all. You know what I mean? It's like every, everything's like long distance in L.A. with traffic and stuff. You know what I mean? You can be 12 miles away. It's long distance. <laughs> Here, Scott, I'm sending them or I'm sending them to you right now, sweetheart. I don't know who this Scott is. Uh, I'm the icon. I don't know who this Scott guy is. Sorry, you're talking I, about, I'm but. sorry, icon. My bad. I'm sending him to you right now. Uh oh, right. shame, shame, double shame. Well, you know, and like I say, uh, I, uh, Doug, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't bring you on uh, for uh, an audition, but uh, let me tell you uh, real quick here. Uh, Chrissy is awesome, and. Uh, like I say, she uh, when you see her picture, I you will lose your mind. I guarantee it. Uh, and I know she's gonna send me the explicit one or whatever, but uh, no, I'm gonna send you, you the know. exact ones I've sent you. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I, uh, man, oh, I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send them. You know, whatever you want. Explicit. Like I don't care. Like uh, the other thing I do too. So besides like B movie TV and doing like my own films and stuff. I've uh, recently came in, well, I don't know if you guys are familiar with James Balsamo. He does a bunch of um, kind of low-budget uh, uh, films and stuff. I just got off the set of Alien Danger 2. I was on that for about, um, I was on there, there for about three weeks. And, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy because that's the first time, like, I've ever been on the set where it's like, oh, here we are making, it, you know, crazy costumes and monster outfits. And they're like, oh, this is a kid's movie. So, you know what I mean? And then, and, uh, but when you see it, when you see Alien Danger 2, so Alien Danger 2 is the movie. I'm every single alien in that film um, playing in all the costumes. And I got to work with Hunter Jackson, the guy who did all the costumes for Guar, um, who was in wow. Guar as well, too. So that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, so like I said, if, if you're used to, uh, hey, you know, makeup, hey, Doug, crazy I just, stuff, yeah. Doug, I just sent you a messenger. T- check it out. See what you think. Oh, okay, great. Oh wow, that that looks like a Renaissance painting. I got uh, good credit. All right. It's fake blood. It's all fake blood. And oh, then yeah, Connie well, gets yeah. yeah, those look great. Like that's a. I mean, it looks almost like a painting. I know, but it's a promise you. It's it's fake blood on there. It's the first fo- photo shoot I ever did in my life. Wow. Well, and hey, I, 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 like, I, I would tell people real blood. You know what I mean? Like this, so, this is great. Yeah. We'll we'll get you in the next so, movie for sure. <laughs> there and, and then uh, hey, and then if you need uh, and Doug, I was gonna say, you know, you put her in the movie, which would be awesome. But if you need, if you ever need a bodyguard, because I can stop a bullet once. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I, I mean, hey, you. that's a, that's a pretty good uh, no return policy, right? So right, right. Uh, so I'll tell you what. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. Um, uh, Doug was our guest here. We have uh, uh, 28 minutes of uh, regular time. Then we're going to do a little overtime because uh, I'm running the show tonight, and I don't care what anybody else says. So we're going to do we're going to nuke this for as long as we can. I got a uh, question for Doug. Well, sure, well here's what we're going to do. Uh, here's what I'm going to do, Chrissy. I'm going to let you. Uh, I got to step away for just a little bit. Uh, okay. Gonna, Chrissy, go ahead, and I, I'm going to let you ask uh, some questions, and maybe you guys can get to know each other and talk about uh, your upcoming role that he's going to give you. Okay, right, that, sounds, that sounds fine. Go ahead. All right, so my question is, my question is, um, I know it's, it's, it's a random question, but have you ever met Johnny Depp yet? <laughs> no, I never met Johnny Depp. I'm, I think that's too uh, highfalutin for me. What about you? Not, you? You'd be surprised, actually, like, um, 
I've not met him yet. He's one of my favorite actors of all time and musicians out there. But I've I've actually been in a couple of movies myself out here in um, California when I first moved down here. Never got to meet Johnny Depp, but it's always been one of my my top goals. What I was going to ask you is if you were to want to work with anybody famous, like who would it be? Like who's one of your idols out there? Like like you know? Oh, and you can't man, say that's, me because that's, that's too easy. Yeah, that's, how is that's that too easy? Question. I don't know who his idol is. Yeah, no, you know really he can't say, say he can't say working with me because that'd be too easy. <laughs> oh, right, well, hey, working with the icon. How about that? Because you are the icon, so you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's weird. Someone I'd really like to work with um, is someone who's just like used to like the weird sense of humor. Um, uh, Aubrey Plaza. I really like Aubrey Plaza. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, she has that deadpan, like, type of, like, okay, I'll be in, like, really weird, like, like late-night public access type stuff. And uh, I don't know. That, that's someone who I thought would always be really funny to kind of have in, like, a dark comedy-type film. So Aubrey Plaza is such a very beautiful woman, and I love all her comedy that she does. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. Well, she's kind of like a, like a new age Andy Kaufman. That's what I think. She really is. Like, yeah, where it's like, okay, am I supposed to take her serious or not? Like, what, what's going on? I, I'm getting confused. So, you know, I mean, she <laughs> she kind of fucks with the audience. So that's what's great about it. So, like, what um, so this 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 next movie that that you're doing, are you are you excited? Like, how long have you been working on it and everything? Or is it not oh. in any? No, no, I'm uh, I'm very excited for it. In fact, there's there's a feature film I, I'm writing right now. I'm almost done. It's called Wayne the Clown. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I, I guess I guess it is low budget, but um, so so my earlier films I did like Gross House and Gross House Two. Those are like an homage to like Pink Flamingos and uh, you know those really nasty like late night cult films that you're watching, like oh my god. Like I said, like a, like a more dark comedy version of Sallow. Um, or Antichrist. Have you ever seen Antichrist? That's another one. Um, I've seen them. Yeah, so kind of like that. Just think of that if it had a little bit of humor spread throughout. <laughs> um, so, so basically, oh, and then you mentioned Trauma. So, uh, so basically with Trauma, I had a film that I made back in college called Don't Touch That Dial. And it was a, uh, it, it, it's really crazily, like, it's purposely over the top and offensive, you know, as you would with, like, a trauma movie. And uh, they, they picked it up for distribution, and now it's available to stream on uh, Trauma Now. So if you have Trauma Now, you could, uh, you know, you could stream Getting Lucky, uh, like the icon mentioned before. And then you could also stream Don't Touch That Dial, which is my, uh, my first feature film I ever did. Um, you know what I mean? It's, I think it's still, like, the thing is, it's, uh, it, it was, it's kind of like UHF meets, G.G. Allen, if you will. So if you like G.G. Allen's performances, think of that mixed with like UHF. Um, so that's on Troma now, right now that you can stream. And uh, this new film I'm doing, I'm almost done writing it, but I'll definitely cast you in it because there's some pretty crazy parts. Um, and yeah, it's called Wayne the Clown. So it's it's kind of like a real life experience, sadly to say, because uh, I used to work at a, I used to work at a job. I don't work there anymore. Um, dealing with people and uh, just their response, especially during the pandemic. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I dealt with all these people that had ridiculous stories, and they, they, you know, they burst out into uh, violent outbursts. And so I had to kind of deal with that. And uh, so I just kind of, like, wrote all this stuff down. I'm like, okay, this is my day at work. This is my other day at work. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm going to make a movie where uh, this character, he's kind of this loser. And then he wants, he's like, he's like I got to be famous. I got I to gotta make a name for myself. So he wants to become a serial killer to have a, da- a documentary made about him on Netflix. But the problem is he can't kill people because he gets too sad. So what he's trying to do is save up money in his used pickle jar um, to go to a Craigslist backdoor brain surgeon to remove the part of his brain that makes him sad when he tries to kill people. That sounds very interesting, actually. Yeah, so Christy, what I'm would you be down basing it around, like, just – what was that? What, Chrissy, would you well, be down to be in that, uh, in that movie? I mean, I, I'd be down to in it as, as long as you – you got to understand something. My fangs, they, they don't come out. They're absolutely permanent in my mouth. So, like, if you needed me to have no fangs, I'd have to go pay for that to get – done you know what i'm saying no no we we would have the fangs in there i i'd, I'd make a character awesome. probably revolve it around like you know, the fangs you know what i mean i could do that because i wanted to have a scene where it's like they're at an aa meeting but what it is is nice. it's all these people that were that are like ex-serial killers or people that want to be serial killers so i could probably fit something around you know your character with fangs you know we totally do that. i'd be so <laughs> down like i'd be so down to be in it like i've been wanting to be like my i know all I'm going to say is this. I've always wanted to be in a music video or on a, ca- a cover of an album, you know, for a cool-ass band, excuse my language, a band or whatever, and be in movies. Like, that's always been my goal since I lived in Alaska most of my life and came out to Cali. So it's nice to meet new people and finally network, and, like, you sound awesome, and I like what you're telling me. So I'm so down. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, then, I'd, I'd love to have you on set then. Alaska, man, that, you probably got some really crazy stories about Alaska. I got plenty of stories I can tell you, you know, like, you know, one of, one of my, one of my, the, one of my favorite movies, vampire movies is Queen of the Damned. That's the reason why I became a vampire. Mm-hmm. And I've actually used to write my own stories when I was younger. You know, I used to write in journals, stories and read them to my parents and tell them like, look, this could be a movie someday. And I have always, like, if I ever get to the point in my life where I'm able to, like, either find somebody who can do it for me and write it out, I've always wanted to write a story about Akasha before she was queen. From Queen oh, of the Dead. Oh, there you go. Sense. Yeah, I mean, you nowadays, know? I mean, look at all these Marvel movies where they're doing, like, prequel after prequel and, you know, all this stuff. So, yeah, you know, yeah. what were they doing before yeah. she was the queen? Uh, so. Doug, Doug was our guest here. We got about uh, 21 minutes of regular time. Then we're going to do some overtime. Uh, uh, now, Doug, I just had a thought. Sure. Uh, and like like I say, I uh, one thing that Christy is kind of not telling you is she's the new cover girl right now of Bad oh. Diesel magazine. Well, I mean, it was. Uh, it's, ma- it's not about me this time. It's about Doug. So you no, know, which one? Well, I know, but Bad Girls magazine. No, Bad Diesel magazine. She's on the cover of Bad Diesel magazine. Oh, okay. I'll have to Google that. Maybe maybe if Amazon has like digital copies or something. But may, hey, I'll hunt it down then. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can send you a copy of the cover of the magazine on Messenger because uh, you know I have an ego myself. I'm also featured on the back cover. She's on the front cover. Um, if I can find it. I've never um, been on the front cover of a magazine until Icon hooked me up, you know, helped me out. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, hey, that's a huge thing, especially for, you know, both of you guys being on the cover. That's awesome. Or on the, on the back. The Icon is on the back. The Vampire is on the front. Perfect. 
I mean, you know what's crazy too? You know, there's a lot of there's actually I know some people down in California. You know that there's a big crowd of vampires out in LA. There's like a whole group of people who do it. Um, yeah, not well, all of them have real fangs. Uh huh. Not not all of them have real fangs because you know it's expensive. It's not something that I would recommend anybody to get unless they are ready for a complete life changing thing because it's. You got to learn how to eat. You got to learn how to do certain things. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate yeah. anybody who is in the vampire culture because vampires are unique. So are werewolves. But like, there is a there is a group out here in LA that that you know they party. They have underground clubs. They they do all that stuff. I'm not a part of that. You know, because I'm a, I just don't want to be a part. Like, I'm not a, a partier as I used to be anymore. You know, I kind of slowed down a lot. But like. I, I personally feel like you bringing somebody like me into your stuff could possibly skyrocket your stuff even more. Like I told Icon, with his stuff is already skyrocketing because I'm a new face and because I have so many fans that would support you because they support Icon as well. Oh, um, terrific. And I, just, yeah, I, and I think it will be really, really great for you just in general. Well, yeah, no, definitely. Hey, consider yourself cast on this next movie because, like I said, I could I could easily write write a character um, for you in, and uh, yeah, no, that would be awesome. And the thing is, um, what's crazy about this is that um, in Don't Touch That Doll, I actually worked with a, another guy who was a um, he was a uh, he was a vampire. His name was Moon Burns. I don't know if that was his real name or not, but his name was Moon Burns, and he had the fangs and everything, and he actually sings a duet in Don't Touch That Dial, so I don't know what he's doing now. Wow. He, never, he never had a cell phone or anything, and we just filmed him that one day at the at, at my school studio, and uh, yeah, I haven't heard from him since. I, I don't know. I hope, I hope he's doing fine. Moon Burns, if you're listening to this, you know, you did great, man. Come back. We want to have you back. Some, uh, some, um, some people really do live the lifestyle, like of a vampire everybody's different you know how they perceive themselves as a vampire and some people actually drink blood and some people don't i mean it's all depends you know on that person i don't know doug if you give me permission to what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh send her uh your information so she can friend you on facebook and then you guys can chat further after the show's over Sure, For sure. sure. Yeah, face, yeah, you can send me on Facebook, Instagram. My Instagram is at Doug Bizarro. Well, 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 um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll, we we save that till the end. I, I don't want I didn't want to interrupt you, but we save that till the end uh, because okay. I have a I have a cool thing that leads up to that. Uh, we have a Doug Waz, our guest here. We have uh, well, we have about uh, sixty minutes of uh, regular time, then we're gonna do overtime. I got it set up. Uh, we're just gonna go until they kick us off, and uh, Chris, you know something about that. Uh, Wink, wink. Uh, so anyway, Doug, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, now, uh, I made a cool collector's card for you uh, that you're aware of, and uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, is it true that uh, uh, on your on your movie sets uh, you can definitely get a good cup of coffee? Is that true? Oh yeah. Well, that's one thing I'm always. In fact, I'm sitting here sipping coffee right now. When you're on my when you're on my sets, coffee is the number one thing. And and, and the set, the movie set I was on today, I was just doing the blood effects and stuff. There was no coffee, so I was like, oh my god, where's the nearest like Seven Eleven? I need coffee. So that's what I'm running on all the time. So that, that's like my fuel. But um, yeah, no, a good cup of coffee. Yeah, you're you're good with me. I, I know all the best places. <laughs> oh man, and, uh, I I I. 
I, I, man, I got a completely different view on that. To me, you know how you like coffee, right? A good cup of coffee is good for me, right? Oh, this is yeah. Come out. Okay, what's good for me is a wake and bake and coffee. Hey, well, hey, I didn't say I didn't wake and bake myself. Hey, hey, uh, hey. So, so I guess that's <laughs> the question is, Starbucks, Caribou, Dunkin' uh. Donuts, or a gas station coffee? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Awesome. Dun- yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, you got that perfect crispiness there. Starbucks is uh, is Starbucks. Is Starbucks. Um, you know what I mean? Like all the other places. In fact, I don't think it's around, but back when I was living in Ohio, um, Caribou Coffee had the best coffee. Um, I don't know if there's still, I don't know if that's just an East Coast thing or whatnot, but uh, no, I got to say Dunkin' Donuts is the best. Okay, what about what about Cold Stone or Baskin 31 Robbins? Well, uh, I mean, well, I, I like Cold Stone a little more. It's funny because Baskin Robbins, I got a crazy story to tell you about that. So every time I go to Baskin Robbins, back when I was back when I was in the military, one of my buddies, he's like, oh yeah, one time I met I met this girl at Baskin Robbins and we went out for this date, and uh, instead of making out, she uh, she told me to lay down and she she diarrhea shed all over his, his chest, and uh, so now every time I go to think of uh, you know Cold Stone or uh, the other one. I think of diarrhea on the chest, so I'm like, eh, let's skip that one. Thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, crazy time. <laughs> uh, Doug was our guest here. We have uh, we have about uh, 13 uh, minutes of regular time, then we're going to do some overtime. Uh, if you can if you can stick around with us, Doug. Now, Doug, I just had a thought. Here in Fargo, we have, uh, and you can check it out on Facebook. It's called uh, it's called Grind Flicks. Uh, uh, it's called Grind Flicks. It's uh, based here in Fargo. And what they do is, uh, usually in October, um, they they what they do is they they find all these trailers of the 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 best of the worst B movies, C movies, D minus movies, almost E. You know, like movies like Torso, and um, oh. Goodness, uh, he has risen. Uh, uh, is an, is another one. And, and and what they also do is they have competition. What they do is they have people submit, uh, make their own horror film trailers, and they submit them, and then people in the audience vote for them. So what I'm thinking is, um, you know, uh, this may sound like I'm trying to put myself uh, over. I I wouldn't be able to get out there for a while, but. If there's a way I could be a part of reading a movie, I know where I know what you're thinking. It's like, what does this guy get me on to get his, himself? No, that's not what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying is, if I could be part of your movie, even if it's like uh, Chrissy, like uh, 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 biting my neck and killing me, you could bring that trailer, that movie here to Fargo. You would become, you would be, uh, you would be treated like a king. They showed it at the Fargo Theater, and you would be made from there on out. Like they did for Josh alone. Oh, nice. Well, hey, yes, yeah, sign me up for that. And I'd love to have you guys both in the movie together. I'm probably like the most easiest going guy. You know what I mean? Like I, I one of my movies I did. I even had uh, the local homeless guy that was uh, back when I was in college. Uh, he was. I had him in the movie too. So you know what I mean? I love characters. I love people who you know. I'm I'm tired of the same old actors as before. You know, I want I want characters. You know what I mean? So yeah, totally. I'd love to do that. I'd love to come to Fargo because I've never been there before. Well, I'll tell you I've what, never if, been you, there if, we, 
I'll tell you what, if we can get this, maybe even we, you, we, you could film this, uh, come to Fargo and film the scene here. Uh, you know, we can talk about that later. Like I say, I'm not trying to get a part in your movie. That's not why I'm having you on. I'm having you on because I want, I want you to talk about your project. We're going to get back to that right now. Uh, so now you've, uh, you've, done a, you've done a few parts, one and two, and uh, you have a couple movies that you're doing right now. Uh, and we'll kind of touch on a little bit about it because it sucks, so we're not going to go into detail. But, uh, you know, we had this COVID thing. How did that affect mm-hmm. uh, how did that affect you in in your uh, directing? Uh, well, honestly, like it, I I could say like it had its negatives, but it also believe it or not, COVID was probably one of the best times. Uh, you know, it's 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 a tragedy what's going on, but uh, you know, it was one of the best times for me personally because that's when I was able to finally kind of, and that's when I was laid off my main job. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm really gonna put my efforts into really getting out there, really trying to build build up a resume and, and uh, work with a lot of different people. And uh, so that's why I'm, I'm working on my other feature film script right now. Um, I also I also finished a short film during COVID. Um, I filmed it with my brother and uh, his friends, and it's a short film. It's very gory. Um, it's called Friends with Razors, and that was made during uh, during COVID. So uh, I'll definitely send that your way too. It, it's five minutes, but it's uh, great blood work. So if you guys are fans of like films like Olaf Ittenbach or uh, Andreas Schnapp of the German splatter films, um, this is a five-minute splatter short. So I think it came out very good. Friends with Razors. So, so now of all the, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Talks to the Vendor, but uh, if there is one uh, great B movie out there, what would you say is your all-time favorite? Oh man, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I love Toxic Avenger, but um, the, it, it's a it's a toss up. Toxic Avenger. There's another film that I really like called um, Oh man, it, well, Microwave Massacre. I mentioned that before. But in terms of like all like the low budget films that really like inspired me as a kid, uh, Death Nurse. So there was a film called Death Nurse by Nick Millard. It was and it's shot on home video, and it was made in the late '80s. So it, it like I said, that's how. That's what I love. People that can go out and make a movie, no matter what the quality is, if they have a home video camera and they want to make this really low-budget movie, it's out there. And he made that on a home video camera, and look, it just, re- it just got a new DVD restoration. Um, so, you know, and the, there's the fans for it, and I, I love that stuff because it really shows you that, you know, you don't need all this money to make a film. If, as long as you have the passion and desire, you can do whatever you want. I think that movie was made for less than $500, to be honest. You know, and... Uh... One thing that, you know, we talked about USA Up All Night, as a matter of fact, uh, if I would uh, – and here, here, here's, a, here's a little sidebar. Uh, if I wanted to stay up late on Friday night or Saturday night to watch Rhonda Shear or uh, Carolyn Schwitt or uh, Gilbert Godfrey was also the host. He was on Saturday and it was either Carolyn Schlitt or Rhonda Shear on uh, Friday nights. Uh, I, would have to, I, I would have to get – A's on A's or B's uh, or C's on my test. It had to be within the first three letters of the alphabet. <laughs> and uh, there was a uh, a lot of the movies that they used to play on there. You know, you know, starred Shannon Tweed, who is uh, of course married to uh, Gene Simmons. And uh, one of uh, one of my favorite B movie stars, uh, Claire. As a matter of fact, she's been she was one of our guests uh, about a year ago now. And I talked to her about the movie Scorn too, and how uh, uh, I found I found her and I got her on the show and I, I explained to her it's like 
you know, when I was a kid, when you threw that, when you turned on that hair dryer and you threw it in the tub and you, you killed that gal, I, I had a fear. I, I was scared to death of you from that moment on. And now I realize that you're actually not like that. She says, I'm not. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me step back then. Uh, I'm not going to ask you for a date, but are you telling me there is a chance? And she's like, and then all of a sudden I hear the sound of a hairdryer, and it's like, uh, it's just awesome. <laughs> you know? um, oh, wow. You know, yeah, like I'll I, have to check that out now. Scorn 2, I've never seen Scorn 1, but now I want to jump to Scorn 2. It looks like an erotic yeah. thriller. I, I like that. Well, yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, scorn the the first scorned. Uh, um, uh, what happened with with Tony McClure and how she be, she came on the scene is uh, when Shannon Tweed got out of the business and got married to Gene Simmons, Tony McClure started doing her sequels. Mm. You know, I and now then I'll let you make your point, Chrissy. Uh, you know, it wasn't a B movie. I know you guys are familiar with the movie Roadhouse, correct? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now, we had, get this, on our show, we had Julie Michaels on our show. She was in that movie, Roadhouse. Do you know? You remember what scene she's famous for? Mm, no. I, I, it's been a minute. Last time I saw Roadhouse was on tape, so what does that have to say? Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, in the movie, she's the one that did the strip tease for Patrick Swayze in the bar before they after oh, the fire. Yeah. And uh, I asked her. I said, you know, she she was she starred in two Patrick Swayze movies. She was in that one, and she was in uh, she was in uh, Point Break with her Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, and Keanu Gary Reeves is a vampire. That man never ages. Yeah. Now here's the thing. And I asked her. I said. Do you think it was just coincidence that you were in two Patrick Tracy movies and you were topless in both of them? Do you think that was a coincidence? And I asked her, I said, how many takes uh, uh, in that scene that you were dancing with Patrick Tracy, how many takes uh, was that? Uh, she said 27. Because wow. when, she's just about, when she's just about done, someone like move a table or cough or something so she has to get dressed and do it all over again. I said, do you think maybe that was on purpose? And then she's fine. Then after the the twenty or so takes, she says, "All right." The director said, "This is it. Once you see everybody stay still, don't move, don't talk, nothing. This is it." You know. And I'm like, I would have loved to been on. I would have loved to been on the set that day. You know. <laughs> you know? Oh uh, yeah. But anyway, well, let's, damn. Yeah, I was gonna say that probably pushed the budget up more because they were shooting on thirty five millimeter. You know, every time you do a take, you're using film. That's expensive. Right. Uh, Doug was our guest here. Uh, we have uh, four minutes of uh, regular time, then we're going to go into uh, some uh, overtime. Uh, so now, I'm kind of curious, uh, Doug. Uh, now, you know, you mentioned that you do uh, uh, B films, but what is your ultimate directing goal? Well, my ultimate directing goal is to make something that people will remember, even if I only ever make one big movie. I wanted something that people will remember forever. So, for exa- like, for for an example, is um, another one of my favorite films of recently is The Greasy Strangler. I don't know if you ever seen The Greasy Strangler, but I saw that in the theater. I knew nothing about it, and uh, I saw it at a midnight screening, and and half the people walked out, and the other ones were laughing their asses off. A lot of them stoned. Um, a lot of them drunk. And the thing is, I, I, was, I, I, I wasn't stoned. I wasn't drunk. 
but I was there and I was I was laughing to death during that movie and I absolutely loved it. It's so quirky, it's so weird, it's so odd. I watched it once and I never forgot about it and then I ended up buying the Blu-ray and I've watched it about 22 times since. Um, so something that will seep into your memory. Uh, another thing that comes to mind too is like either something like weird like the Greasy Strangler or something that will traumatize you. So for example, um, I remember I was five years old and my grandma rented me Creepshow 2 on VHS because she thought it was a cartoon. And that movie traumatized me. To this day, to this day, I, am, I still get nervous when I go to a lake because I always think that blob from the lake uh, in the raft is on there. So something that will, people will always remember, even if they don't know the title of it, they're like, you know, I saw this movie where, like, this mattress is eating someone. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, something, gonna... something that will, yeah, something like that. How, how about a, uh, you guys, how would you rank movies? How, Sorry. Real quick here, how, how would you like? How would you rank a movie like Frankenhooker? Oh, I love Frankenhooker. That's another one I saw at a young age. I, I think Frankenhooker. Uh, in fact, that's one of Bill Murray's favorite movies. So I, I can't argue with that. You know, Frankenhooker is great. No, so, uh, go ahead, Chris. You ask your question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So you know, you want to talk about movies that traumatized? Real quick, quickly, I just wanted to say that you would laugh at the movies that traumatized me. I mean, I'm a 90s baby, so um, I really got scared. Of, I got terrified of Jaws, and then I got terrified of a movie called um, The Changeling and The Grudge. Oh, yeah. Well, I know The Changeling is a creepy movie. I just bought that on yeah. Blu-ray from Sedlin. Yeah, no, that That's really holds creepy. up. That's an excellent creepy movie. That movie's always stuck with me. Yeah, and it has that you guy know, from uh, from Christmas Carol in there too. So he did a good job. Oh yeah, man. Oh, dude, can't do it. No, so you have. Uh, you, I'm sure you have. Like uh, now, no one has a big as a big ego as I do. I understand that. But uh, now, with uh, your movies, uh, now do you have like uh, do you have like a uh, like a man cave where you like keep on like uh, like all your movies that you've that you've done. Uh, like you have like all the VHS copies, all the hard copies, uh, like like a DVD or a VHS of trailers. You you do you keep stuff like that? I do, yeah. In fact, if you go on my Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook, um, I'm converting my garage into like a, I want to get some like some of those. There's a tech from Mars pinball. I want to make like a little arcade slash video like kind of pad. And then in my I call it the cinema room with an S I N instead of C I N. And that's where I have all these really rare, obscure uh, VHS movies. I have a bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays that are, like, out of print. Um, so the thing is, I, I, I don't buy a lot of movies, but the ones I do buy are the ones I know are going to go out of print. Um, I'm a big Vinegar Syndrome fan. I love Vinegar Syndrome and Severin films. Um, yeah, and I've, I've got uh, some really rare, rare tapes. In fact, if you're, if you're a fan of Guar, I have all their original movies. Uh, from the 90s on VHS, which are really worth some money now. And I didn't realize that until I was working with the guy from Guar on this last movie. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, wow, I better hold on to these. And yeah, these, these are treasure troves. But, yeah, I, I do have that. It, it, great stuff. Uh, uh, Doug, real quick here so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and follow you, we got four minutes of regular time before going to overtime, then we'll have to download the show. And uh, everybody listen to uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page, Off the Ropes. Uh, to find out who's going to be out next week. Uh, but, Doug, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, uh, TikTok. What do you got? 
Well, I mean, I wish I had a GoFundMe or Twitter. I have Venmo, hey. But, uh, yeah, that's for the OnlyFans stuff, right? But, no, I've got I've – got, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm most active on there. Yeah, hey, don't judge. Uh, at Doug Bizarro, that's B-I-Z-A-R-R-O, and my first name, Doug. So, Doug Bizarro on Instagram. Facebook, it's just Doug Wah. Last name is W-A-U-G-H. Um, and you can kind of see all the wacky antics I've been doing, uh, like on different movie sets. And like I said, I'm working on another feature film right now, so I want to get that uh, uh, done soon. But you can also check out Gross House 1 and 2. Gross House 1 is available on Amazon, and you can also buy the DVD. Uh, Gross House 2, I just released that because it never got distribution. So I'm self-distributing myself through Kanaki. So if you go to Gross House Releasing on Facebook, uh, you, there's links there where you can buy Gross House 1 and 2. And then um, if you're a Troma fan, on Troma Now, you can watch Don't Touch That Dial. It's, uh, that's my first feature film I ever did. Um, and that's on Troma Now, would you be- – uh, if I send if I send you uh, if I send you an address, would you be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways too for our fans? Yeah, definitely. In fact, I could I could print out those those card stocks you made me. Those are really nice. I'll I'll sign them and I'll send them to you. Awesome. Now, and then yeah, uh, also, say, uh, it's probably going to devalue your you know the signed pictures, but you know whatever. And, and here, here's what I'm willing to do here, Doug. If we can get you out here to North Dakota, if I can get you hooked up with uh, Randall Black, he's the guy that does the grind flicks. What you can, what we can do is get you hooked up when he does his next trailer thing. Bring the trailers of all your movies, and he can uh, put them into the feature, and then introduce you, and then uh, uh, introduce you to a whole new world of, uh, of people. Oh, terrific! Yes, send me the link. I've already got some weird trailers that I never used that because uh, I used to do that too, make fake trailers. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll send them his way, and I'd love to meet you in, in Fargo and hang out, and we'll get some coffee and uh, wake and bake if you're into that. You know. Yeah, I will. Oh, well, there's, there's, def- will. there's definitely there's definitely going to be a wake and bake happening. Well, yeah, definitely. Like I said, and then and then, you know what I mean. You live in Palmdale too, so we'll get you on this next movie for sure. Yeah, I live in Palmdale. I just um, my husband drives. I don't have a license, so like. He'd probably be joining if that's all right. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, he could probably be in the movie too. <laughs> oh, dude, he's he's amazing. He's a uh, he's also a veteran of the Marine Corps. So boom. All right. Well, I think it could make some Arlie Ermy uh, reference in there somewhere. So. I really like uh, the icon in that movie. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll Ripping his throat out. That'd be yeah. badass, dude. That's one of his dreams with me right now. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, if if we were to do a scene like that, if you were to put me in a movie, even if it's for five minutes, uh, people here in Fargo would go. Look, I'm not trying to put myself over here. We got about 40 seconds before people have to start down on the show if we don't get cut off. But uh, here's how uh, semi-famous I am here in North Dakota. Uh, the local news and uh, local radio station, uh, TV stations came out and they filmed my engagement on the football field with my fiance. That's how popular I am here. Oh wow! Yeah, definitely. Wow. You say no more. You, you've got me. Uh, tickets are probably cheap to go to Fargo right now. So yeah, I'm totally down. I'm totally down. And I'll tell you what, I can get you a great hotel uh, room at uh, uh, the hotel I work at. So uh, I can get you set up with that too. I can get you a suite. Oh, terrific! Hey, you sold me. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right. So. So now we're now into the overtime session here. Uh, hopefully, we'll this will keep going here. Uh, oh my God, so, uh, Icon! Do you have any yes. idea who's going to be jealous? 
Yeah, I I know. Uh, we have okay, so guys, we have uh, we we have uh, we have eight minutes of overtime. That's all they're giving us. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, now, like I say, now people are. Uh, this is just us talking. Now they're going to have to download uh, this part of the show. But uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, uh, you know, uh, here's the thing, Doug, uh, Chrissy is, uh, she's a real awesome gal. And like I say, I, I, I didn't bring you on to try and get her a job or me a job, but, uh, she would be awesome for you. Uh, like I say, she, uh, she sent in a couple test shots to bad diesel magazine and she's already on the cover. Uh, so she, she's awesome. And, uh, I can't thank you enough. She got screwed by the, her previous promoter. Uh, and you guys can talk about that when you're on set together. We won't talk about it here, but, uh, like I say, Doug, uh, the one thing, the one joke I didn't get into, I mean, your last name is Wah, uh, and you how you spelled it. Now, if you were in Canada, the last name would be Wah, it'd be spelled R-O-Y. You know, I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, yeah, well, no, I mean, I'm from Ohio originally, so everyone thought it was weird. It's like, Wah? 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 You know what I mean? It's like, oh, because my, my last name is W-A-U-G-H, but only the first three letters are the ones you need. So it's weird. So so, oh, so being from Ohio, oh you got to be a Buckeye fan, right, like myself? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I, I like the Buckeyes, but I prefer the Buckeye balls. Have you ever tried Buckeye balls? They're chocolate and peanut butter mixed in. Oh, those are good. <laughs> right. Oh, I have, and, a, and hate... I have a question. Go ahead. What's up? It literally just blew through my mind. Hey, Icon. Yes. We need to do, even Doug could probably join us. It'd be good, honestly. We need to do a challenge sometime. It just, I just got to tell you because it's telling me to tell you now. We need to do like a hot, spicy challenge with the oh, radio show. I'm all down. Yeah, I'm all down. You well, down, yeah, Doug? See, we, I mean, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we start going live on Ken FM uh, next week. Uh, Doug, a radio station in Fargo here has just picked up my show. Uh, we've nice. been doing this for five. Congrats. We've been doing this for five years now, and uh, I just wish you would have been able to meet Granny and Big Swing. But uh, here's what I'd like to do, Doug. I would like to get you back on again. And uh, yeah. you like I say, I appreciate you uh, you co-hosting tonight. Uh, I know it was no short problem. notice, but uh, uh, and uh, like I say, Doug, I hope you I hope you're uh, not upset with me because I, I like I say I hope you don't think I was trying to get. Uh, my friends a job but uh that wasn't my goal my goal was to uh my goal is to try and get chrissy uh uh stardom because she deserves it you know and she doesn't uh she's she's not like suzanne summers was on three's company uh she's just a great down-home girl that could uh that she never wanted to say bite me because uh she probably would <laughs> Uh, well, no, no, I, I, I don't get mad at all. I, I think that's great. In fact, that's what I like. I'm like when pe- I like when people kind of come to me and say, "Hey, can I be in your movie?" I think that's either because I don't have to go and find people. So thank you very much. You know, you're you're in the film. I, I guarantee it. We'll, we'll, add me, add me on Facebook and stuff, and we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll get it rolling real soon. For sure, I love I love how you're very unique and you see things different, and I like that. With how you want to perceive yeah. yourself and do what you want to do, it's different, and I like that. I like that. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, like I said, when people say like, "Oh, say so you're gonna make these movies like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's some big movies like, like Seven or those big Hollywood," I'm like, "No, I want to make movies like 
like B movies. You know what I mean? Like movies that people yeah, will but remember. But that's what, but people, but people like that when they start talking crap and they're like, "You're gonna be that," and then when it blows up, they have nothing to say to you. They're like, "Oh my god, he was right." Hey, oh, you know, Doug, yeah, I was just thinking. California too, so. You know, I was just thinking of a great movie that you could feature Trissy in. What's that? Uh, the sequel to Sadistic Exorcism. No, Sadistic no Exorcism. way. An you exorcism with a vampire in it? Um, well, there's actually a film. Um, that's funny, bro. That were, you, were you meaning to say sadistic eroticism? Yeah, right. Okay, well, funny thing about that, uh, sadistic eroticism, uh, my, my friend from Tennessee, um, he came over to California, and we both, we both made that film. Um, so we filmed that back when I was in college. Yes, sadistic eroticism. We had Sophie D. Uh, Sophie D. was a, is a, she still is a porn star. Um, but yeah, she plays the teacher in that film, the the succubus teacher. She plays the Elizabeth Bathory character. That's yeah, that's hard. another film that got released on DVD. So I think you could still buy yeah. it. It was released through Wild Eye back in the day. Uh, Doug Walls, our guest here, and Chrissy Kruger is my uh, uh, guest co-host. We have about four minutes here before they kick us off. But uh, or even another cool uh, movie that you can do a sequel to of yours uh, would be uh, Cannonball Blood Girl Two. Well, oh, this this oh. is. Well, Cannibal Blood—that—that that wasn't my film. I just—I think I—I I, I acted in that movie. Um, a, a guy—he's—I uh, haven't talked to him for a bit. His name is Creep Creeperson. He's the one that made Cannibal Blood Girl. I, I was just an actor in that. Well, you know, I mean, I've, as, you, as, you can, as you can see, I've done my research. Yeah, I've, I was just um, picking my brain. I'm like, whoa, that hasn't—I haven't forgot about that. <laughs> I personally always like I. I, like I said, I acted out here in a couple movies and got screwed over, you know, and by the Hollywood people out here. You know how it is. I know you know how it is out here, Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just got put through some really bad stuff. You know, my agent that I had just wanted to keep putting me in porn, and I didn't want to do it, and that's all he was trying mm-hmm. to get from me, you know. And, like, I've always wanted to be the lead, like a lead vampire queen in a movie or something and be, like, evil as hell, like just evil as hell and just – just be evil. Like I've always just wanted to bring that side out. So if you well, ever make I'm a really movie, happy. well, yeah, like I'm that. really happy we got acquainted over the radio. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, like I said, I'm still writing this Wayne the Clown script, and there's a bunch of different characters, serial killers, and uh, I'll even I'll I'll go back in and rewrite some of it, and and I'll fit you, and I'd love to have you in there. I'm I would be so down to be in like. As many movies as you need me in to help, like, I'll do it. I'll, you know, like, I'm very committed when I start. I'm very committed to what I, I want to do and, and to my roles and stuff. I mean, I get nervous behind the camera, not going to lie. I get real nervous at first, but I, I pull through. We got oh, about definitely. 60 seconds, guys, before they kick us 60 off. 60 seconds? Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll also get you in touch with some other people that I work with. I'm working with another guy. Um, he's, he became really good friends. With, uh, he goes by the name Sam Hell. And you could look at him at uh, a Baroque House. So he does the Baroque House films. They're more like oh erotic, like uh, horror films. Yeah. So I've, I've I've worked on a few films with him, and uh, one of them is going to be coming out soon. In fact, yesterday we filmed uh, a Let's Stop at the Morgue. So you know, there's, there's Shane Ryan, a bunch of these like extreme horror filmmakers. Wow. Um, we're all on this. So Stephen Byro hey, from hey, other hey, Doug, films. Am I able to? Uh, am I able to pass Chrissy your number? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. You want my number? Sure, uh, I, 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 well, tried, that, well, I added you on Facebook. 
Okay, great. So I'll add you on here, and then I'll send you my phone number, too. That sounds perfect. Thank you, Icon, that, by the way. I already have it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, folks are listening. We're, uh, we're going to get kicked off here. Uh, see you next week. We'll be there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Thanks, we got about guys. 30 seconds. i got to hit the outro. Uh, if you guys want to check us out, see what's going on next week, make sure that uh, you uh, go to Off the Ropes on Facebook, and uh, we'll see you next week. we got three great, great guests. We're going to have Chrissy back on again at some point, uh, some point sooner than later. Uh, if you like what you, if you like what we're doing, uh, send us a like on Facebook. And uh, we are going to go because they're going to hit the outro in about three, two, one. What are they doing? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, say, hey, thanks, Doug. Uh, uh, I will uh, send you the. Um, I will send you the uh, uh, the listenership that we had uh, 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 for tonight. I do appreciate uh, you uh, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us, and uh, you are so awesome. And like I say, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't here trying to get uh, me or her a job, but uh, I think that uh, uh, you know uh, you know she she'd be great for you. That's why I hooked you guys up. Oh, definitely. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity too. Like I said, I'm 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 really easy going. In fact, like I'd love to come out to Fargo and do the, you know, I'll send them trailers and stuff. We could work with Chrissy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I love when people come to me. I'm I'm when people say like, "Oh, don't get, you know, it was a lot of people." No, come to me. If you want to roll me? Yeah. Dead man walking. You got it now. You love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.